I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. I'm back. I mean, to be honest, I never really went away in the first place. I've always been here. It's just that I haven't recorded an episode of the podcast recently. But I've managed to find another window of time in my otherwise obviously extremely busy and important life to be able to sit down here in front of a microphone and record an episode. Yesterday evening, um, I had a kind of disaster, let's say, and it was awful. It was terrible. Um, I... I, you know, I thought, right, I've got, I'm going to record an episode of the podcast in order to just explain where I've been and what I've been doing, just to, you know, give everyone a, a little update. And so I, I, I wrote a status update on Facebook saying, I'm going to record an episode, send me some questions and comments that you'd like me to respond to. And so a few things came in and I thought, right, this is great. I've got an hour of time. I'm going to devote it to recording a, a podcast. And I sat there with a the microphone, I, you know, got the microphone set up, I got my Zoom H4N recorder set up and everything. And I was like, right, I'm ready to go. I'm going to do it. And um, I managed to actually record it. And I recorded a, about an hour of me responding to questions, me explaining what I've been doing and going into detail. Ideas came up off the top of my head and uh, I managed to um, record the whole episode. And I, I felt so pleased that I'd managed to actually do it. I'd managed to explain so many things and include so much stuff. And then I looked at the recorder and it said, memory card full. Oh, my God. No! Like that. It was like a kind of um, horror movie moment. Um, because that meant, because the memory card was full, that none of it had been recorded. Or, or at least um, some of it had been recorded, but not all of it. And so I hastily plugged the thing into my computer to check how much had been recorded. And it recorded a, about sort of five minutes of stuff, which clearly is not enough. So about 55 minutes worth of stuff wasn't being recorded. And you might think, you might be listening thinking, well, Luke, um, you know, obviously you've, you've made an elementary error there from the, from the get-go. Uh, what you should have done is uh, you should have ch checked... Um, well, first of all, Luke, you should have checked... The, uh, the available memory space on the SD card, um, obviously assuming that you hadn't uh, uh, purchased um, a much larger memory card in the first place, then you wouldn't have this kind of problem. Um, and uh, having said that, you, you also, uh, Luke, um, could have just backed the whole thing up in advance. Um, so I think you've made a couple of schoolboy errors there, quite frankly. That's, that might be what you're thinking. But, you know, it's very easy for you to, to think that, isn't it? Um, you know, it's very easy for you to just think, oh, well, you should have, um, you should have backed it all up onto a, on an external memory drive, um, or even better, you should have backed the whole thing up into a cloud. 
Now, it's very easy to back it up into a cloud, or at least talk about backing something up into a cloud. It's funny that we say backing to back something up into a cloud. I mean, a couple of years ago, if you'd said that, then people would have thought that you were completely insane, right? Imagine 10 years ago, someone saying, oh, I've got, I've got, too, many, I've got too many songs on my computer. And you, and you turn around to them and say, well, you could just back the whole thing up into a cloud. Then they would say, what? Back it up into a cloud? What, what on earth are you talking about? How, first of all, um, back, how do you put music into a cloud, like just generally, and secondly, you, what, do, what, do I have to go up in a balloon first in order to get into a cloud? And then, so, or do I have to bring my laptop onto a hot air balloon and then, like, you know, go up into the air, all the way up into a cloud? And then what happens? I mean, I'm supposed to, what, throw the laptop into the, into the cloud? And then it saves all my songs. And I would say, yes, that's it. That's what you have to do. You have to take a balloon. You, a helicopter won't work because the blades of the helicopter will sort of swish through the cloud and then the cloud will go away. It'll like blow the cloud away, won't it? I don't know if that's really how clouds work. I'm not a cloud expert. In fact, I'm pretty sure if the cloud was thick enough that, um, <laughs> that it wouldn't matter if there was a helicopter, the cloud would still be there, you know? But anyway... Um, no, you have to use a hot air balloon, rise all the way up into the cloud, and then take your laptop with all the music on it and fling it into the cloud. And what happens is there's magic fairies that live inside the cloud. They smoke a lot. You see, that's why there's a cloud. It's actually fairy smoke. This is not science. This is just nonsense, all right? Just to let you know. So you throw the laptop into the cloud, and magic fair smoking fairies... Um, Use lightning to save all of your songs, and then you just come back down in the uh, in the hot air balloon, come back down to earth, and your iPod Nano is still going to work. This is ten years ago, all right, and this is when everyone had iPod Nanos. Whatever happened to the iPod Nano? Um, any Apple enthusiasts, I'm sure, will be glad to tell me that it's obsolete now. It was crap. I thought I had an iPod Nano, which is pretty crappy iPod to have. I should have just had the proper iPod. I had the iPod Nano because I'm kind of cheap that way, I suppose. And um, I had the green one, not the most macho colour, but anyway, it didn't matter to me. Music is the important thing. But I found the iPod Nano to be a disappointment for two main reasons. The first reason was the sound quality. It was crap. Absolute crap. Um, I remember listening to the Beastie Boys album... The Five Burrows, if you know that, if you're, an, if you're a Beastie Boys fan. And I had that on CD, and I used to listen to it on a CD Walkman um, with a nice pair of headphones, and it was brilliant. The deep sub-bass sounded great. Really deep, warm sub-bass sound. I put all of the uh, songs um, in the form of MP3s onto my new iPod Nano. And I remember thinking, I can't wait to listen to the to my Beastie Boys album on this. And I listened to it, and the bass was all farty. It was all... <laughs> it just wasn't clear. There was no depth to the bass. Um, it was too trebly, too middly. And I, I kind of... I was in denial for a while, thinking, huh, no, there's, this clearly... It's, maybe the battery isn't charged, which is obviously nonsense. But maybe it's a problem with the headphones. The iPod... The iPod headphones, that's it. They don't, they can't handle the bass, I thought. So I bought new headphones, nice ones, put them in, put the Beastie Boys on again. 
And I thought, this is going to be great. Going to listen to that nice, deep, heavy bass. And all I got was... <laughs> again. And frankly, it was the iPod. It was terrible. Didn't It didn't... Uh, it just didn't uh, broadcast bass very well. And I know there was there were um, uh, like sound settings where you could change the EQ. Uh, you could you had a little graphic equalizer of the sounds, and I boosted the bass and I removed some treble and middle. Still farted in my ears. No, now I use a Sony Walkman MP3 player, um, and that's great for me. I mean. I know that you can use your smartphone and whatever, your iPhone, but I still think the iPhone sound quality isn't very good. Um, the, the Sony Walkman MP3 player, it's like 8 gigabytes. That's enough space for enough music, and that's great, and the sound quality is good. Nice, deep, warm bass sounds. Now, um, so where was I? I'm sure I was making a point about something. Um, about back, That's it. That's it. The fact that I didn't back up my all this content on my memory card into the cloud i didn't even back it up onto a, a hard drive um i just left it on there and i assumed stupidly assumed that i had enough space for a whole episode of luke's english podcast but no no that wasn't the case and i lost everything i lost everything that i'd recorded um and that's that's a very frustrating experience um when you devote an hour of your time that you know at, at a very busy period of your of your week or even a busy period of, of your life when you devote that hour and, and you lose everything it's just so annoying and i nearly hulked i nearly turned into the incredible hulk um and that's never really a, a nice thing to happen is it i mean i'm not even a very good hulk I don't go green, I don't go big, um, I don't become indestructible. I'm just exactly the same as I am now, but just angry and uh, I make bad decisions. Like, for example, um, I decide to drink beer without eating and that's never a good idea, is it? I didn't do that yesterday, by the way. I just got mildly frustrated and uh, I got a bit irritated um, and I thought, oh, to hell with it, I'll do it tomorrow. And so here I am. This is tomorrow. I know it's actually today, but um, yesterday, to the, this was tomorrow. And tomorrow, this is going to be yesterday. But today, it's today. It's, it's not confusing at all, is it? No, no, every, everything's fine. And I don't know when you're listening to this. You, you're probably listening to this today by your standards. I mean, it's going to be difficult for you to listen to this at any other time than today, isn't it? Um, but for me, you might be listening to this tomorrow. I mean, today, in fact, is um, uh, it's Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on a Wednesday, you're, at, you're not listening to it today. You're actually listening to it tomorrow. So welcome to the future. Um, now, I'm not just trying to confuse you. No, I'm just illustrating the strange transient uh, nature and uh, duality of time. <clears throat> I like to get deep and meaningful on Luke's English podcast sometimes. Um, so, what's this episode all about? Well, it's um, it's not just about backing things up into a cloud. It's not just about um, the difference, the 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 strange uh, difference between yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and the fleeting nature of time. No, it's it's just a lot more simple and more pragmatic than that. It's really just a chance for me to say hello to you and just to explain that I'm still here. Um, I'm still talking, and although I've been absent for a little while. Um, I'm, I'm back, okay, and I'm I'm still here, and you can still hear my voice. Um, so, yes, hello. How have you been? I hope you've been well. 
Um, you might be thinking, yeah, I'm fine, Luke. I've been fine. Um, been a bit busy, but uh, I'm doing all right. Thanks. Thanks for asking. How are you, Luke? How are you doing? Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm all right, too. Um, but I've, I've had a very, very busy time over the last few weeks, um, s- mainly down to my new job, which I'm going to tell you about uh, in a few moments in this episode. Um, but also just lo- lots of other things piling up. You know, lots of work piling up and other stuff that I had to get done and other things to deal with, uh, which have meant that I've that the my recording devices, my microphone and, um, you know, my sound studio have been locked in the cupboard. Um, but I haven't, you know, I, I have been thinking about it. I've been thinking in my spare moments about Luke's English podcast. I've been looking at messages I've, I've been receiving um online um, in the middle of the night usually Um, I have to remember to put the phone on silent when I go to bed because if I don't then there's just a constant series of bleeps and buzzing and stuff like that so I put it on silent and then in the morning I get messages coming through um, which is great you know it's love to it's lovely to get your messages Um, sometimes I get a notification of a donation received which is always a little bonus Um, and um, so, yes, so I'm going to just basically catch up with you on what I've been doing. Um, I, I haven't got a name for this episode yet. I've no idea what this episode is going to be called. So I suppose this is a slightly unplanned one. And by the end of the episode, that's one of the things I hope to achieve is I'm, I'm going to decide on a name for this episode. So we don't know. We're, we're creating it. Well, I'm creating it right now as I speak. Now, I might receive a phone call, um, in which case I will probably just pause the podcast and then carry on. I also might receive a guest at the front door. Um, it's crazy times, lots of stuff going on. So I might have a guest coming to the door, in which case, again, I'll just pause and then uh, I can carry on when uh, my guest has gone. Um, okay, so let's see. Thank you for messages on Facebook. Um, I posted a status update yesterday saying, so have you got any questions? And some people responded. So I'm going to go through that list and, you know, deal with some questions that were sent to me. Also, um, I should say that the series of episodes on British slang will continue. Um, I start, that was, that was the last episode, episode 148. This is episode 149. Um, and I, in episode 148, I did, um, I started my A to Z of British slang and I got up to C, just A, B and C. So I've got plenty more uh, British slang to uh, go through with you and I'll be doing that uh, in due course that you'll see more episodes coming up um, dealing with British slang. Uh, I've got plenty of other ideas too, as usual. I usually have more ideas than time, um, which is good. You know, it's it's great. It's good to have plenty of ideas in my head. I'd be worried if I wasn't coming up with any ideas. But I have got lots of ideas and not enough time to do them all in. But you're going to get stuff. You're going to get some stuff. I've also got, you know, other plans growing, developing in, in my skull, in my brain, which is inside my skull, um, as as a brain should be. Just check. Make sure your brain is inside your skull at all times, okay? Before proceeding, make sure the brain is correctly installed. And, um, you know, you might want to back it up into a cloud as well at some point if uh, if if that's what you feel like doing. Um, you can f- decide how you're going to achieve that. Um, it's, it's up to you. Right, get to the point, Luke. 
Um, so, questions and comments on Facebook. All right, let's. Um, I'm going to get my mobile phone here, and I probably better put it on flight mode or at least turn off my mobile data. How do I turn it on flight mode? Well, I'm going to turn off the mobile. No, I'm not turning off mobile data. Hold on. This is really riveting stuff for you, isn't it? Oh, I love the bit when Luke checked his mobile and couldn't, didn't know how to turn it onto flight mode. That was really good. No, I'm not going to put it on flight mode, but I just hope that you're not getting that did it, 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 did it sound, because that's a bit annoying, isn't it? So I'm going to hold the phone a little bit away from the microphone. And I'm now going to open up Facebook. Now, I've had emails. I've had various messages. And um, I'm, I've, I've even got a new email address for myself, which is called podcastreply at gmail.com. So emails which are sent to me, I now forward to that address so that I can reply to them all in one go. I, I often don't have time to reply there and then because I'm trying to eat some toast or um, you know, putting on my pants or, you know, that kind of thing. So I've got lots of emails backed up in a separate folder, which I'm going to reply to um, in due course. But I've now got Facebook open, and um, and I'm just going to look at some of the comments and questions which were um, sent to me yesterday. Um, in fact, some some comments and questions may come in while I'm, while I'm recording this. Um, let's see. So opening my notifications... And let's get to that status. So the status was uploaded uh, yesterday at 6.44 p.m. And I said, I am about to turn on my microphone to record an episode of the podcast. I know it's late notice, but do you have any questions or comments for me while I am recording it? And I'm going to try and deal with these comments. Will to Will. Hello, Wilfred. How are you? I haven't seen you for a while. Wilfred um, has come to a few comedy shows in the past. Um, so, hi, Wilfred. It's nice to hear from you. And Will to Will says, try to raise up the mic's volume. And that's got three likes. Um, so, okay, the microphone volume. I've mentioned this before, and I, I must say I do my best. I always do my best to get the microphone level as high as possible. Now, if I get the... the, the okay, there's... Two ways for me to raise the volume, maybe more. But basically, I've got, a mic I've got a volume level on the microphone. And if I turn that up too high, then it starts to override. So I have to make sure that the microphone level is not too high, but not too low. And I've done a sound check, and it's basically um, as high as it will go before it starts to distort. Now, if I move the gain or the, the microphone volume any further you'll see the effect. I'm going to start to sound like a Dalek. I'm going to sound distorted like this. So now you can, I'm sure you can hear that this sounds all distorted and, and horrible. So um, that's no good, is it? So I've got the microphone level at a, what I believe to be the highest point I can get it to without it distorting. Then there's the um, recording level on the computer, and that is also at its maximum. Let me just get the gain back down to normal. Okay, that's also at its maximum level too. So I'm doing all I can to get the volume as high as I can without it distorting. What I might need to do is when I've finished recording this, stick the whole recording into another program to just raise the volume level. So I'm going to try and do that. Um, I did actually ask 
um, on Facebook not long ago. I posed a question saying, how's the microphone volume? And to be honest, the majority of people said it was fine. I know it's a little bit quiet. For example, you can't absolutely blast it into your ears on your headphones. Um, but it seems that the majority of people think it's okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's a work in progress. Also, this is the BBC. This, this is the BBC? Um, it's a fantasy, maybe. No, this is not the BBC. Um, and as a result, you know, it's like an amateur studio, you, you might say. I do my best. I've even got like a... Uh, a sound shield which goes around the front of the microphone now it's a big metal thing with a um, sponge on the inside and it goes all the way around the mic as a way of trying to protect the um, protect the microphone from any sound which leaks in from outside so I'm doing my best to get the sound quality right um, I hope that it's loud enough um, let's see so that's your comment dealt with Will um, and I'm now just trying to find the other comments Come on, comments, load up. Um, so it's loading the other comments. It's taking its time for some reason. Isn't it funny how technology just kind of lets you down whenever you need it? I think that's probably how technology is, is becoming evil. You know, in movies, I've talked about this before, but in movies like The Terminator, The Matrix, technology gets to a certain level of development and then it becomes evil for no reason. Well, maybe technology isn't just going to become evil. What it's going to do is it's going to be it's going to get to a point where we need it, we all rely on it, and then it's just going to break. It's it's just going to it's not going to work. Um, and we're like this. I mean, I, this never happens to me on Facebook on my phone, but for some reason right now it just is refusing to load all the comments. And you're probably thinking, well, Luke. Um, you are using an Android phone. Um, I never, I don't recommend uh, using Android. I think you'll find that they're far uh, inferior compared to uh, Apple products. Um, it's your fault for choosing uh, choosing Android, to be honest. Um, and uh, you, you're within your rights to say that. Um, might make you sound like a bit of a twat, but uh, you're certainly in your rights to say it. Okay, I'm getting the comments. Next one is from Anna, and she says, Hi, Luke. How long are you going to stay in Paris? Or have you moved to stay there for the rest of your life? One more question. How's your job? So, Anna, um, how long am I going to live in Paris? I don't know, really, to be honest. I don't really know. I mean, who knows? Who can tell? I could decide that tomorrow uh, I'm just going to go home. I might think to myself, oh, I've had enough of France. They don't know how to make a good cup of tea. Uh, and they've got no sense of humour. I don't know. Um, or I might just uh, I might just stick around. It, it depends on personal things, to be honest, Anna. There's a few personal reasons for me being here. Um, and, um, I mean, it's working out for me so far. I'm enjoying it. And I'm still able to record episodes of Luke's English Podcast. And I still get to visit London regularly. It's only a couple of hours away by Eurostar. I actually go... It's pretty awesome taking the Eurostar. First of all, it's very convenient because you just go... I live about 15 minutes away from the Eurostar in Paris. So I just I can walk to the Eurostar, get on a train, and in a couple of hours, I'm in the centre of London. It's brilliant. You have to book in advance. You have to book fairly early in advance to make sure you get a cheap ticket. But if you do that, then it's very convenient. You can just be in London um, in, um, 
in just a couple of hours. And I do. I go regularly and see my friends and do stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking around in France for a while. There are no plans to go back to London yet, but who knows? Who knows what happen, what's going to happen? Life moves pretty fast, and if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. So I'm not thinking about moving back to London. I'm just focusing on uh, enjoying and appreciating my life on a day-to-day basis. Also, while protecting, you know, my finances so I can pay the bills. Uh, let's see. What about my new job, Anna? Well, the new job, yes. Now, it's it's taking up a lot of time. Um, I have started working at a university here in Paris, and it's quite a prestigious university, I must say. Um, and so it's a different working environment. It's kind of a different teaching experience, um, a different context. Um, I'm teaching, um, yeah, teaching first year students at this university. I've got um, about 10 classes with at least 20 students in each class, sometimes 25 students in each class. So that's over 200 students each week, over 200 students. And I'm teaching them kind of academic English reading skills, vocabulary, grammar, uh, vocabulary relating to things like American politics, current affairs, big issues, British politics, current affairs, and issues in the news, legal issues, and some uh, things like that, essay writing skills, presentation skills. Um, Over 200 students, though, it's really difficult to remember their names. And also just the administration of trying to organize these groups so that all the students are in the right class, in the right level, that they all attend at the right time, that they all know exactly what they're expected to do during their course. They all know exactly what the assessment type will be for their university course in English. They're not actually studying English as a major. They're studying another subject, but they take lessons in English now as standard in their first year at university here in France. Um, so I work for the French national education system, um, and that means there's you know administration to do, and a lot of it's in French, so I'm kind of trying to deal with uh, admin in French. Um, so yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of work. It's very inspiring, very challenging, and very interesting, and uh, and I'm enjoying it a lot. But it has been stressful, I must say. It's been very different, very and, and quite stressful. Um, I've um, obviously just trying to juggle all of these classes, trying to prepare all the content, um, so it's all really, really well organised, so that there are no mistakes, and so that the students, you know, are getting the right kind of course. That's quite a, an organisational. Um, challenge um so i mean obviously at the beginning usually it's hard when you start a new job and at the beginning of a a university course you know there's lots of preparation and it's a crazy time so i'm getting into the rhythm of it now and so you know i'm managing to get a bit more free time to do things like luke's english podcast um i i actually wonder about my students um and i by that i mean I wonder if they have Googled me. Um, now, I know what students are like at university at, you know, at that age. They're, they're curious and they Google people. Um, if I was a student at uh, university, and I would Google my teacher. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of them Google me and then they start sharing information about what they've found uh, on Google. And if you Google me, then there are lots of results. As you know, I'm all over the Internet. I've shared quite a lot of personal information through my podcast. 
not too much personal information, but enough, I think, for them to just get a good idea of who I am. Um, and obviously, I, you know, I have to have a kind of professional reputation at, at school in order to get the right amount of respect. I need to present myself um, in the right way. Um, at the university, I'm considered to be a professor, okay? Um, and you might think that the things I talk about on Luke's English podcast sometimes are not really um, in line with what you expect a professor to, to do. Um, but maybe, you know, it's, it's okay to be a bit different. And after all, I'm just being myself. Um, so I've, I've, I've had messages from people about this saying, oh, don't worry, Luke, I'm sure that the students are going to really enjoy having you as their teacher. Um, and that's the idea, that's the plan. But I also want them to, you know, maintain the appropriate level of respect for me that they should have. So if any of my students at university are listening to this, then... Um, Obviously, you still have to call me Mr. Thompson or Sir, okay, just because you've discovered my podcast and the stuff I've done online and just because I'm called Luke on the podcast, my first name, doesn't mean you, you, you don't have to give me the same amount of respect as a professor at the university, okay? Right, yeah, give me the appropriate level of respect. And that doesn't apply to just the university students. That applies to everyone, okay? Respect... Mr. Thompson, thank you. So, yeah, I'm known as Mr. Thompson around the university, which is pretty cool, I have to say. Um, but I'm not going to change the podcast. It's not going to become Mr. Thompson's English podcast because that sounds a little bit weird, I think. Um, so generally, Anna, the job is going pretty well. Thank you very much. And um, it's good. It feels good to be working in this university. Um, right, next comment is from Edison. And Edison said, the same question I, I asked before, the same question I did once. Latin America, when are you going to visit us? Colombia is full of Luke's English podcast. Well, Edison, um, wow, South America. I actually mentioned to my girlfriend yesterday, I said, you know, it would, be, it would be brilliant to visit South America. And she agreed. I would love to come to South America. I'd love to make a good holiday out of it. I'd love to go traveling in South America. And it's it's on my list of things to do with my life okay i'm i've never been to latin america but i've met lots of people from from south america and um it's just a new world which i've i have to do, have to explore right um you know i've been to other places around the world and it's always very inspiring but i've never been to south america yet um i think in order to do it properly i'd need to take quite a long time you can't just do a week or two weeks um, in Latin America, you've got to, you know, spend more time there. So one day I plan to do some traveling in South America and really see the place and meet the people. And if if you're right, Edison, and Colombia is full of Luke's English podcast, who knows, maybe when I get there, I'm going to be some kind of minor celebrity. Um, you know, have you ever seen a movie called Searching for Sugar Man? Well, um, I've never... I. To be honest, I've never seen it, but I've heard about it from friends. I've read about it online, and I can't wait to see it. Apparently, Searching for Sugar Man is a story of a musician in, in America, I think, in the US, in the 1970s. And he's a hard-working musician. Um, he's great. He does kind of soul music. Um, really great musician who, who worked hard and recorded albums, but never really achieved the appropriate level of success 
in his home country. And he, he after working so hard, he kind of gave up on being a, a star, on being a big musician. Um, he kind of gave up on achieving his artistic goals on the high level that he wanted to and just sort of disappeared. And then in this movie, which is, a, I think, a documentary, um, the filmmakers go and find him because he doesn't realise it. He didn't realise that he was actually a massive, massive star in Latin America, I think particularly in Brazil. And they find him and they take him to Brazil. And, he, and when he arrives, he's, he's a huge star in this foreign country and he never realised it. Um, so who knows, maybe when I go to Colombia, Edison... I'm going to be like Sugarman. I'm going to be a huge star and I'll arrive at the airport and there'll be kind of, you know, crowds of screaming fans um, and like journalists and paparazzi everywhere, um, press conferences and stuff. So, Luke, now that you're in Colombia, what do you think? Tell us about Colombia. And I'd say, well, Colombia, I love you. And then the crowd will go, yeah, like that. So that might happen, or maybe I'll just arrive at the airport and there'll just be nothing. It'll just be... Just no one. Maybe one guy just going, taxi? You know, just nothing. That is equally possible. Um, but um, I, the only way I can find out, Edison, is just to go there, right? Yes, okay. Now, Rom, um, Roman has said, uh, check out your Twitter. Okay, I suppose that means I'm going to have to check out Twitter now. I've only got 15% battery left on my phone. The technology's just letting me down. Okay, I'm using my Samsung Galaxy S3, and it's a new one because my old one died. Um, it just died. Normally, in the evening, the phone makes a noise. It goes bleep, bleep, like that, meaning I've only got 15% battery. You better plug me in or I'm going to die in a minute. But um, a couple of weeks ago, my phone went bleep, bleep in the middle of the day. And I thought, that's weird. I haven't used it very much. And I went over to look at it, and it was just dead, just stone dead. Uh, I tried to turn it on, nothing. It was dead. Um, I took out the battery and blew on it. You know, I took it out, blew on it, put it back in, turned it, tried to turn it on, nothing. Um, and usually that works, right? If you just take something out and blow on it, and put it back in, it works, it's magic, the magic of breath, um, you know, I, I, I even gave it a little tap, tapped it on the edge of the table, because I, I read online that that would work, no, that didn't work either, um, nothing worked, it was basically dead, so I had to go and get a replacement, I lost all of my contacts, I actually lost everything, all of my photos, all my contacts, um, everything that I'd saved, all my bookmarks, and, you know, really annoyingly, all of the notes which I'd saved, and I saved loads of notes of ideas for um, podcasts, loads and loads of notes for ideas for stand-up comedy material and other things, people's addresses and stuff, and I lost everything. And you might be thinking, well, Luke, um, you know, uh, I hate to say it, I hate to remind you, but you could have... Uh, you could have backed all that up into a cloud, you know. You could have uh, just saved it all on the cloud or even backed it up onto your computer and then transferred those files onto uh, some kind of external memory device, uh, maybe an external hard drive, solid-state one, I would recommend. But, yeah, I know, I know. But it's very easy to be the president of the hindsight committee, isn't it? 
it's very easy to look back in hindsight and be an expert. But uh, the fact is, I just didn't do that. But I've learned my lesson. I've got this new phone and I've downloaded an app and every evening it automatically, it automatically backs everything up into the cloud. I wonder if, if we keep backing stuff up into the cloud, when's it going to start raining? Does that mean it's going to start raining JPEGs? That's going to be a, a, a weird day when that happens, when JPEGs and mobile phone contacts and text messages and MP3 start raining down from the sky. What's going to happen then? We're just going to be covered in in like pictures of food and pictures of uh, like monkeys. I don't know, pictures of monkeys? <laughs> That's just the first thing that came out of my mouth. Cat videos are going to be raining down from the sky. Oh, dear. Right, so Roman on, on Twitter said to me, right, so are there a lot of blue boxes left in England? And how do you, how do, you do your TEFL courses? Goodness me. Right, are there, any, are there a lot of blue boxes left in England? By blue boxes, Roman, I think you're referring to uh, the TARDIS, which is from Doctor Who. Now, I can't go into it in too much detail. You should know, really, about Doctor Who by... If you listen to my episode on Doctor Who, which is a long time ago now, but go back into the archives, go on to teacherluke.wordpress.com, find the little search bar for the, 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 the page, search, search episodes, and type in Doctor Who, and you'll find the Doctor Who episode, and then you'll know what the TARDIS is. But I think, Roman, this is a response to a picture which I loaded up onto Facebook and Twitter, a picture of me stepping out of the TARDIS, um, well, I know, Roman, you're, you're, you're asking me, are there lots of uh, TARDISes? Are there lots of blue police boxes uh, in London or in England? Well, no, there aren't. They're, they're very, very rare. Um, obviously, there are lots of red telephone boxes, but it's very rare to find blue police telephone boxes in, in the street. And to be honest, the only ones which are, are left are there, um, have been kept there because of Doctor Who. And there is one outside the BBC in West London. And um, I was there not long ago and I, I, took a, I had a picture of myself taken. Um, it was me stepping outside of the TARDIS, um, which is awesome. I'm a big Doctor Who fan. I, I don't get to watch it enough. Um, but if you do visit London you can, and you, you visit Television Centre in West London, then there is a TARDIS and you can have your photo taken. Um, next to the TARDIS. It's pretty cool. And Roman's next question is really a really, really big question. How do you do your TEFL courses? For example, the material that you use and stuff, so I can be inspired. Well, Roman, these days, to be honest, I just write all my own material, and I do it all on Microsoft Word, and I, I just write all of it because... Okay, well, if I have a textbook available to me, and all of my students have got the textbook, or I've got a good photocopier that I can use, then I will follow a textbook, because textbooks these days are very good. They're often very, very well written, and um, they're carefully edited and so on. A lot of textbooks, like, you know, the standard ones, Headway, um, uh, uh, what else is there? Um, there's Cutting Edge, there's um, English File, um, stuff like that. Um, inside Out, all of these textbooks. They're basically pretty good. But I like to do it my own way. It it means I have to work harder because I have to produce and, and print and distribute my own material. 
but I, I like to do that because it just I feel like gives me a bit more of a personal touch to the lessons um, writing material is is um, a very big subject and it's a, it's a complicated thing it's a professional skill that you develop over over years of, of teaching um, there is a it's a there's a whole art to writing good TEFL material and so I can't really go into it in a lot of detail now but it's um, yeah I just write it myself um, sometimes you can adapt things which have been in other books and stuff but I do it myself um, how do I do my TEFL courses just so complicated question it's such a big question but um, I suppose the first thing you need to do is just work out what are the needs of your students what do they really need so what kind of English do they need what are their problems in English um, and then you know try and you know try and write the course based on those things so that it's um, um, remedial so it's focusing on their errors um, so that it's personalized um, that you focus on them um, try and get you know follow the kinds of things they're interested in that they need you make it dynamic um, you make it challenging so that everyone has to use their brains you make it active so that people are involved in doing things if they're just sitting there listening then that's not going to be as effective as giving them opportunities to actually do tasks it can be difficult depending on the teaching context if you've got lots of students it's harder to organize uh, tasks or speaking opportunities listen to a couple of previous episodes that I've done they were called nightmare teaching experiences and I kind of go into some details about TEFL courses there Sebastian Moscoso retweeted me. Hi, Sebastian, how are you doing? I haven't seen you for a while. Sebastian was one of my students at uh, London School of English. And a uh, good student, he was. Very sharp. Uh, and uh, he did very well. Good sense of humour. He's a committed nine-gag user. Respect. <coughs> trying to sound cool. Yeah, Respect. Um, I, I shouldn't try to sound cool. It doesn't work. I just end up sounding like a, a div. A div. There you go. There's a bit of British slang for you. A div is like a a, a, a fool, let's say. Div. D-I-V. I need to add that to my list of British slang. That's not on my list. Um, okay. Other comments from Facebook. Let's go back to Facebook. Is my phone going to load the comments? Let's see. 27 comments. And... All right, so Ch Shisato Nomura from Japan says, what's your favorite Japanese food? Well, Shisato, at the moment, I must say my favorite Japanese food is ramen noodles. Mmm, I love, I love some ramen noodles. Mmm-hmm, I love that stuff. Ramen noodles are served in a big bowl, big bowl, and they are, I guess they're kind of like egg noodles, I think. And uh, they're served in a soup, a nice, uh, delicious um, soup with some mushroom in there. You get bits of vegetable in there. Um, and you also have uh, delicious uh, um, pork loin, braised pork loin. And it's so tender, the pork. It's so delicious. I love ramen noodles. When I used to live in Japan, I remember a couple of times I went out with some Japanese friends and drank some beer with them. And we stayed out quite late, drank quite a lot of beer. And then in the morning, I remember in the early hours of the morning, just being taken somewhere in a taxi. 
I remember just going somewhere in a taxi. I didn't know where I was going, just somewhere to some amazing restaurant in the middle of the night. And we arrived in this ramen bar and it was just the greatest place. They, they This big bar where they're making all the ramen, you can see them making it. Um, and they serve you them ramen in a big bowl. And it's the perfect food to eat when you've had a few beers because the soup's so warm and it's kind of salty and delicious and it's quite fatty and it just soaks up the the alcohol that you've consumed in the beer and it makes you feel comfortable and it fills you up and it's just so delicious. I love ramen. After going to that restaurant with my friends, um, I would often get cravings for ramen and I used to search the streets near my apartment in Japan trying to find good ramen bars and I never really found a, a bar that was as good. Um, it's very difficult to find good ramen in other countries as well but recently I found a place here in Paris that does really good ramen um, and it's it's in the opera, opera area um, near the opera house I'm not sure exactly where it is. I can't give you directions. But it's um, if, if you're living in Paris, well, you might know it. It's near Harry's Bar in the opera area of uh, Paris. And I've been there with some comedian friends a few times. And it's becoming a favourite place for us to go. We do our comedy show um, on Saturdays. And then we walk up Grand Boulevard and find the Japanese restaurant and eat some ramen. And it's like being back in Japan again. It's really good. Um, so um, Chisato also said I hope uh, I'm looking forward to listening to the new episode well you're doing it now Chisato it's actually happening to you right now Um, next message is from Flavio let me just check the time here 44 minutes oh my god time flies doesn't it it really does I mean I started doing this today maybe I'm going to finish it tomorrow who knows anyway Flavio Gasparini has said, okay, once a BBC football journalist who works in Brazil said that the band Queen is overrated around the world, questioning the fact that we will rock you and we are the champions are constantly played in sports events worldwide and that it does not represent what British music is all about and that the British public does not put Queen as one of their finest Even though I think he's talking rubbish, I want to know your thoughts about it. And if you do like Queen, I'd like to know your favourite track from their catalogue. So, okay, Flavio, you're saying that some BBC football journalist in Brazil said that actually Queen, the group Queen, are not all that popular in England. Well, I'd have to say that I don't agree with that. I think that Queen are considered generally to be one of the most popular uh, bands in British pop music history, uh, they really are. They're they're like a um, uh, a national treasure, really. Queen and Freddie Mercury, generally, people love their songs and their album. I think Queen's greatest hits is one of the biggest selling albums of all time in the UK, and their song Bohemian Rhapsody, which is my favourite one. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was um, it is regularly voted as like the nation's favourite song. Um, so I know that not everybody likes Queen. In fact, there, there are plenty of people who don't like Queen. There's, there's a very broad, you know, set of musical tastes in the UK. But generally speaking, I think that, that Queen are considered to be one of our favourite 
groups in the UK. Brian May is, you know, he's a national treasure, isn't he? He's a great guitarist with an amazing sound. Queen were a really, really incredible band, very talented group. It wasn't just Freddie, the lead singer. Obviously, Freddie was an amazing front man with this incredible voice and amazing charisma. But also the rest of the band were really talented musicians, very intelligent people. Um, so there you go. That's my opinion. I think they're great. They're not my favourite band by any means. I, I'm, I'm still really, really into the Beatles and I listen to the Beatles all the time. You know, I kind of go through phases of being obsessed by the Beatles songs. Recently, I've been listening to the Beatles a lot and I'm hoping to record another podcast about the Beatles in the future. But Queen, yes, I do like them. And Bohemian Rhapsody is kind of a small masterpiece. It's like a, it, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting song. Um, it's got so many interesting musical ideas in it. The lyrics are mysterious and uh, interesting. Um, it's got like moments where you can rock out. It's got sad moments. It's got um, melancholic moments in the song. It's a it's a very mysterious and beautiful piece of music. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody by the by Queen. Um, you'll know it if you hear it. If you don't know the name of it, you if you hear it, you'll know it. I might even be able to add some of that song to the end of this podcast if there's time. But if not, then you can just YouTube search for. Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. You should also do a YouTube search for Queen Live Aid 1985 because that's one of their most famous performances. And Freddie Mercury is just incredible. He's an incredible frontman, an amazing performer in that video. You should check it out. Um, okay, so Israel Mendoza Perez says, Yes, talk about Latin America. Mexico longs to listen to your voice. And what about the pedagogical approach? that you use here. I find it quite interesting since I'm studying linguistics at university. Pedagogical approach that I use, I've discussed that in the past. It's, I guess it's mainly like part of what I'm doing, part of my, my meth method with Luke's English podcast is the principle that uh, it's very, very important to expose yourself to a lot of natural uh, language. Um, not just reading it and studying it, but just listening to it on a kind of meaningful personal level. If you just consume a lot of English and a lot of it goes into you, into your head, then you're going to create a kind of database, a subconscious database of English patterns. It's going to familiarize yourself with the language. And combined with more traditional studying, I think it's it's probably a very good way to develop natural English. I've met so many students who just never, ever listen to English. They don't listen to a range of different uh, accents and things like that. And as a result, they're just kind of uh, at, a, at a disadvantage. Um, the, the, my method is more complicated than that. And again, I've got uh, another podcast planned out even. I've, got, I've, I've even got like a plan of uh, one all about my methods and how I believe you can learn English using Luke's English podcast. Um, so that's an episode which I have to actually record. Um, it, it gets a bit annoying and repetitive when I say this so much. Yeah, I've, yeah I'm going to do an episode about that. Yeah, I've got, I've got an episode planned about that. Obviously, I can't make any promises because, um, well, it's a free service, isn't it? So you get what you pay for. Um, let's see. About Latin America, well, I've mentioned Latin America a bit, but Mexico as well. Mexico too, I would love to visit Mexico. Um, 
It's a fascinating country. I've met Mexicans. They're, they've all been lovely, and I'd be very glad to, to visit. Um, okay, let's see. Bono Chimp. Bono Chimp? Bono Chimp? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yes, I've got a question. Hello, by the way. Hello, indeed. How can I get a natural British accent? I've learned British English, and since then... I've been practicing. Now I'm an English teacher. Cheers, Luke. How can you get a natural British accent? Well, I suppose one of the main things is you need to grow up and, you know, listening to British English all the time. And then it just happens naturally. It's it's rather difficult to know how to actually force yourself to, to learn to get a British accent. But a lot of it is a question of understanding all the phonetic sounds in British English. Um, well, first of all, you've got to pick a British accent. Probably you're talking about received pronunciation. So you need to study the phonemic alphabet and familiarise yourself with all of the sounds that we use in standard British English and how you make them, how they differ to the sounds in your language. Identify the sounds that are different uh, between your language and British English. Focus on them. Work on trying to, trying to pronounce exactly the same as, as us using the phonemic script. But also copy... Uh, British English. You can try and copy the way I speak if you like. Um, and um, you, I mean, there are other ways of doing it, like more mechanical work, where you focus on the, the actual muscle work in your mouth, um, putting your mouth into different positions, uh, practicing pushing the tongue out, or uh, actual muscle work in the mouth. You need really guidance for that. You need a, a, a vocal trainer, a voice coach to help you to develop that. I mean, actors, for example, have, you know, trained voice coaches to do that. So, I mean, you know, you can go all the way and do it like the Hollywood actors do and work in a mechanical way on your voice using a voice coach or on your own, just study the phonemic alphabet, listen to real British English and sort of um, try and copy it. But there is a, another argument, which is that, you know, you don't really need British accent exactly. Just be yourself. Um, it's perfectly fine for you to speak English with a slight accent. In fact, everyone speaks English with a little bit of an accent. The accent just gives you a bit of a, an identity. You know, you might be from Argentina, and if you speak a little bit of... Uh, if you speak English with a slight Spanish-Argentinian uh, um, hint, then that's part of who you are. And it's absolutely fine to, to speak like that. The main thing is that you're clear and that people understand what you're saying, isn't it? Ultimately, there are many, many different colours, different shades of grey, different flavours of English. And, um, you know, you're just your version of English, your clear, coherent English, which everyone can understand, but has a slight accent, is just as valid as mine. Obviously, mine is is awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking there, really. But, um, you know, you, you, you could question the idea of the 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 importance of having a a british accent like me the main thing is that you're you are um an individual and that people understand who you are and you've got your own personality it's okay if you've got a little bit of a uh, an accent i don't know where you're from actually bono or bono um the main thing is that you're understandable zdenek lucas hello how you doing um zdenek is um I don't know how to describe Zdenek. Is he a disciple? Are you a disciple or are you, um, I don't know, like a, a follower? Are you um, 
like a member of my cult. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Zdenek's got his own podcast um, and it's pretty strange for me to listen to it because he's basically modelled the podcast on Luke's English podcast. And uh, I'm still coming to terms with this because it kind of freaks me out when I listen to it because it's like, oh my God, this is so weird. It's like I'm in a parallel universe where I'm from the Czech Republic and I'm doing a podcast uh, in the Czech Republic. I don't know. It's very weird. But anyways, Denek, how are you doing? I hope you're all right. How's the Arsenal? I don't know how the Gooners are doing this season. I've lost touch with the Premiership. And I know everyone is desperate for a podcast about football. And really, I'm gearing up for it. I'm, I'm so up for doing a podcast about football. I love football. I've got low. Oh, God, I can't keep talking about how... I can't record podcasts about how I want to do other podcasts. I just have to do those other podcasts. So you're just going to have to wait and see um, when the football episodes finally make it online. Um, Zdenek says... And I've got 7% battery left here. Zdenek says, yeah, please, the question. Imagine you were given an opportunity to become Doctor Who uh, in reality. Would you give up your life for it? Whoa. So would I give up my life to become Doctor Who? Do you mean to become the real Doctor Who? Or do you mean to become the actor to play Doctor Who? Because recently they they had a new Doctor, Peter Capaldi, who I think is a really good choice. Um you mean to become the Doctor Who actor or to become Doctor Who himself? I think that you probably mean Doctor Who himself. Now, that's a very, very tempting offer. But I don't think it's actually possible because I'm not um, a Time Lord. I don't have two hearts. I'm not from Doctor Who's world. I don't think I could do it. Doctor Who is, is not one of us. He's not a human being. He's an alien. He's special. He's not like us. He's otherworldly. And um, I don't know if I could qualify to be a doctor, you know, because I'm I'm a human. Obviously, I'd love to be the doctor. It would be amazing to travel through time and space and to be witty and charismatic and mysterious. Um, but um, to be honest, Zdenek, I'm pretty happy being myself. and I'm quite happy with my own life. And anyway, if I was Doctor Who, I wouldn't be able to watch Doctor Who on TV. So I'm quite happy that Peter Capaldi is the doctor because I'm really looking forward to watching him in his performance. I think he's great. So if I was the doctor, I wouldn't be able to watch myself on TV. Um, I'm quite happy being Luke from Luke's English podcast and uh, I like my life. Um, and I've got my imagination. I can imagine that I'm, I'm Doctor Who. That's fine by me. Um, okay. What about you, Zdenek? What would you do? Would you give up your life to become Doctor Who or... Would you rather stay Zdenek from Zdenek's English podcast? I don't know. Tell, tell me. Send me a comment. I'd like to know. Um, Guillaume um, said, don't forget to say hello to Guillaume from Freiburg in Switzerland. Don't worry, I won't forget. Uh, next, next, uh, next comment. Uh, it's ironic, but an advert uh, of that device says everyone likes surprises. Okay, so Victor is talking about my microphone, which broke. Um, um, the apparently there's an advert for my microphone which let me down the other day, yesterday, and, it's, and the advert says, everyone likes surprises, just not while you're recording. Uh, yeah, it's ironic that, isn't it? Because <laughs> I don't really like surprises when I'm recording, especially not when the memory card fills up before I realised it. Yeah, very ironic, Victor. You're absolutely right. And then he says, don't worry, Luke, we still love you. Oh, that's sweet. 
my battery is critically low. Okay. Um, oh, I nearly forgot to say hello to Gilliam from Switzerland. And you told me not to forget. So, hello, hello, Gilliam from Switzerland. How are you? Hope you're well. How's, uh, how's Switzerland? How are the mountains? Uh, don't be late. I know that you won't be because you're Swiss. Um, Swiss are very punctual. Why is that? Why are the Swiss so punctual? I heard a theory that it's because... Um, why? Okay, the theory that I heard was that... In, okay, in Switzerland, you've got mountains, very big mountains. And traditionally, Swiss people were farmers. They worked on the land. And the thing is, you have to... At the end of the day, you have to make sure that you are off the mountain face because the sun can go down very quickly. And if you're stranded on the mountain... Uh, after the sun has gone down, that's a very dangerous position to be in. You could um, you could get stranded. It could get very cold. You might not survive. So you've got to be aware of the time. You've got to pay close attention to the time because of because of the the mountains. It's not, it's not a very convincing theory, perhaps. I don't know. But um, tell me what you think, Gilliam. Why are the Swiss known for their punctuality and for making clocks? What is it with the Swiss and and time? I want to know. Um, Benjamin says, yeah, thanks. All right, no problem, man. It's my my pleasure. What is your opinion about Spanish food and your favourite food? Well, of course I love Spanish food. It's delicious. Um, I said um, in an episode not that long ago that I visited Barcelona. I know it's not representative of all of Spain, but I went to Barcelona. I went to Boqueria Market and I had some amazing like fried squid and um, and stuff. To be honest with you, and you might not like to hear this, I'm not a big fan of paella. Paella. We call it paella in England. Paella. Okay, my pronunciation of that is probably very bad. I'm not a huge fan of it. Maybe it's just because I've never had good paella, but I always find it to be too buttery. I'm just not convinced by it. But obviously I haven't had good paella. Uh, that's it. What's my favourite food? Well, at the moment, it's ramen noodles. I uh, love the ramen noodles. And he says, you're the bee's knees. Thanks, Luke. Well, thanks a lot, Benjamin. That's a, that's very nice of you to say that. I'm the bee's knees. Well, I, you're the you're the cat's pyjamas. There you go. That's not really an expression. Um, it's just in the movie School of Rock, which I really like. Um, anyway, the, if you're the bee's knees, that means you're really awesome. Thanks very much. Um, I've got a few messages left. I've only got 4% battery. Let's see. Um, all right. Diogo says, keep calm and carry on, Luke's English podcast. Okay. And then he said, good Lord, it sounded so cliche. It is a bit of a cliche now, isn't it? That whole keep calm and carry on thing. Um, it is a cliche, but it's a catchy phrase that uh, people uh, can adapt to their own purposes. I will keep calm and carry on. Thank you very much. Uh, Claudio says, I would like you to record a podcast about the movie This Is England. Very good idea. This Is England is a fantastic film. It's one of my favourite films, directed by a guy called Shane Meadows, and it's the story of a young lad in the Midlands who grows up in the 1980s, and he, he joins a gang of skinheads, and at the beginning it's all great. They're really great friends. And then um, the, this group of skinheads um, gets infiltrated by... Um, an ex-convict and it all becomes rather dark and a bit nasty Uh, it's a very very good film and I'm a massive fan of Shane Meadows I love his films so 
yes, I must do a podcast about Shane Meadows and the movie This Is England. Uh, Claudio, have you seen the film Dead Man's Shoes? Dead Man's Shoes, directed by the same guy. Um, it's brilliant. It's brutal. It's very dark, but it's an excellent film. It's, in my opinion, one of the best British films of recent years. But it's quite dark, quite violent, and quite brutal, but excellent. A really outstanding performance by the actor Paddy Considine. He's he's one of my favourite British actors. Um, Manu says, don't use Windows recording tool. Don't worry, Manu, I'm not using Windows. I'm using GarageBand, actually. Um, not that that's perfect, but it's, uh, it's... Yes, you're right, it's better than the Windows recording tool. Uh, Patricia says, I think you need to speak about English food in a good way because I'm Spanish, but I think there are very nice restaurants in England. My English friend is an amazing cook and I really enjoy English food. That, Patricia, is a very refreshing comment and I appreciate it very much. It starts to get a bit tiresome hearing all this stuff about, oh, English food is terrible. It does get a bit boring after a while. Um, English food is not always terrible. It's just a little bit difficult to find. If you come to my mum and dad's house, my mum cooks very good food. Okay, so it's not really fair to say that English food is is um, is not good. There are plenty of people in England who cook well, um, and we've got a very you know we we love food. We're just you know we're open minded. We have uh, food from many many different countries, and we love all of it. So we appreciate food very much. What is English food itself really? That's that's kind of a a difficult question to answer, but it doesn't mean that you can't get good food in England and it doesn't mean that we don't cook well and it doesn't mean that we... Oh, hello. Okay, that's never happened before, has it? Okay, that was just a bit of jingle there, which means that uh, I really need to wrap this up because that's the one hour and four minutes mark. But as I was saying, um, yes, we do have good food, we do have good chefs, we do enjoy food. Um, It's just a little bit difficult to find when you come to England... It might be hard to find the really good food, but it does exist. Um, I've got a friend called Dino, and he is a food historian. He's kind of an expert on English food. So I must invite him into my uh, Luke's English podcast mini mobile studio, which is just me, really, um, to talk to him about English food. I think that would be a very good idea. Check out, you know, Jamie Oliver. He's, He's very good. He's got some good recipes. So... Yeah, that's what I think about that. Emmanuel said, make a podcast about football so I can notice words which relate to football. Yes, Emmanuel, yes. I've mentioned it before. Football is a brilliant idea and I will do that, okay? Um, And Zdenek chips in by saying, oh my God, I would go mad if this was to happen to me. Oh, okay. So you're talking about my technical problem that I had yesterday. I'm pretty sure it will happen to me one day. Yeah, Zdenek, I'm sure that eventually you're going to have a technical problem which will mean that you're going to lose a recording before you publish it. It's very annoying. Um, Just make sure you back up everything into the cloud, okay? Um, Matthews Ribeiro Sampao. I've no idea if I said that correctly, but you know who you are. Matthews said, Hi Luke, can you please finish the series of episodes about British slang? Yes, Matthews, yes I can. Um, And I will. Um, I don't know when. Today? Can I do it today? I've got to eat. I'm going to eat and make sure that, you know, I'm I'm providing myself with nutrition and sleep. 
and then I'm going to see what I can do. But that's going to be the next one that I work on. I can't make any. I can't guarantee stuff. But yes, that's my intention is to do that one next. And the last comment here is from Chisato again, and she said, "I'm interested in British dialects. I want to hear your Yorkshire pronunciation." Difficult to do a Yorkshire accent, but I, it's something like um, Yorkshire tea, like tea used to be, something like that. Um, imagine you're Sean Bean, Sean Bean from Game of Thrones. I'm Sean Bean, and I drink Yorkshire tea, like tea used to be, something like that. Um, but it's not really good enough. You need to listen to the actor Brian Glover. Brian Glover was from Yorkshire, and he had a fantastic broad. Yorkshire accent, Leeds, Barnsley, um, York. Um, if you want to know what those accents sound like, go onto YouTube and type Yorkshire accent and see what you come up with. I'm going to have to, you know, research the Yorkshire accent a bit more carefully. Maybe I can find some recordings of actors speaking in a Yorkshire accent and play them to you. Yorkshire tea, like tea used to be. We're now taken out. <laughs> that's that's it. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Luke's English Podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to you after a long absence. And uh, I plan to record more episodes in the near future so you can enjoy some more real British English direct from me to you. That's it. Thanks very much for listening. Leave your comments and questions. Get in touch with me via Facebook, Twitter, or direct onto the website teacherluke.podomatic.com or teacherluke.wordpress.com. There will be more episodes and more developments in the future. Thanks again for listening. For now, bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.